So poor Cinderella, because that's what everyone started to call her and will have to too, was a brave girl. But even she was beginning to feel pretty miserable about life by now. The months passed and life went from bad to worse, and then one day came the invitation to the palace ball. Daphne and Miranda were over the moon with excitement and immediately began squabbling over clothes and hairdos. I shall dance with the prince and look so stunningly gorgeous that all the men will want to marry me, especially him, and all the very richest men there. Boasted Daphne. You cross-eyed old boot! Snorted Miranda. It's me they'll all be looking at, not you. They'll be falling at my gorgeous feet. You'll just look like a squash beaked to it and smell like an old cabbage. And the two of them screamed and shouted at each other every day, just like that, from the moment the invitation arrived to the moment they clambered, kicking and screaming, into their grand carriages on the way to the ball. Cinderella, meanwhile, sat by the glowing embers of the kitchen fire, feeling thoroughly fed up. She'd had a whole day of washing and ironing and pressing and sewing the last few buttons on Daphne and Miranda's beautiful ball gowns, and now, unusually for her. She was starting to feel just a tiny bit sorry for herself. A little tear started to well up in her eye and dribble down her nose. Oh, I wish I could have dressed up in beautiful clothes and gone to the ball. It would have been such fun. She murmured quietly to Tinker, who was cuddled up in her arms and who was, in fact, her only friend in the world. Or so she thought, because at that moment. The glowing embers in the fire sparked into life, and a blinding flash lit up the whole kitchen. Cinderella jumped up, throwing Tinker into the air. Luckily, though, he landed safely on top of the kitchen cupboard, and stared in amazement, because there, in front of the fireplace, brushing herself down and clucking away to herself like a very cross hen, was a little old lady with round, rosy cheeks and a kind twinkle in her soft brown eyes. Who are you? Whispered Cinderella, ever so slightly nervously. The kindly brown eyes looked straight at her and twinkled even more. Well, now, don't you know your own fairy godmother when you see her? She beamed and gave Cinderella a great big bear hug of a squeeze. I've been keeping an eye on you, and tonight, my lovey, you are going to the ball. So let's sort out these grubby clothes for starters and get you to that palace. She clicked her fingers, and with a bang, a whiz, and a shower of shimmering stars, gone was the miserable girl in the stained and smelly brown dress with the greasy hair, and in her place stood a princess in a long shimmering dress of gold with tiny diamonds in her glossy, beautiful hair and roses in her cheeks. Now, my lovey, just you go and have a look outside the door," said the fairy godmother. Cinderella rushed to the door, and there, in the street, stood a golden coach, to which were harnessed four white horses, and on the back stood a coachman, proud in his powdered wig and posh white stockings. Now then, my lovey, off you go to the ball, and you have a jolly nice time," beamed the fairy godmother. Now, what did I have to tell you? Oh yes, um, the coach I made out of an old pumpkin I found in the kitchen. The horses are really four mice I've borrowed for the evening, and the coachman is that cat you were cuddling when I arrived. Cinderella giggled, but her fairy godmother looked very serious suddenly. My dear girl, my magic will only last till midnight. When the clock strikes, the coach will turn back into a pumpkin. The horses will become mice again, and your coachman will turn back into that cat, and you will once again be the dirty, raggedy girl everybody knows as Cinderella. Promise me 
that you will leave the palace well before midnight. Cinderella was so happy she would have promised her fairy godmother anything. Instead, she gave her a great big smacking kiss, jumped into the golden coach, and was whisked away to the ball. It was a wonderful evening. The beautiful and mysterious princess was the talk of the ballroom, especially as no one had the faintest idea who she was. But the prince didn't care much about that. He had eyes for no one else, and under the glittering chandeliers, the two of them talked and laughed and danced the whole night away. But just as Cinderella was wishing to herself that the evening would never end, she suddenly caught the sound of the ballroom clock chiming and realized, to her horror, that there were just seconds to go before midnight. Without even saying goodbye to the prince, she hurtled out of the ballroom through the palace.